launch? Yes. Let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. going to be talking about today? Lists. When we were discussing a topic for this episode, we knew we wanted to provide you with useful tools and hacks that will not just help you to be productive, but also help you center yourself. We have some really practical ideas for how you can use lists in ways that you might not be expecting. I also find that lists help me to be more intentional with my time and less stressed. I agree. The intentional act of creating a list can really help to unload some of the burden of managing those tasks even before you actually complete any of the things that you put on the list. And we have a lot going on. As many people can relate with different aspects of our lives constantly pulling us in every direction between our spouses, our kids, ourselves, and of course, our professional careers. We use lists in different ways to manage the different aspects of our lives. Haley, what are some of your best life hacks for using lists in your personal life? Well, I find for me that a well-placed post-it can work wonders. One of the examples of that, and probably my favorite example, is my workout journal. I have a small journal that I use to track all of my workouts. And at the beginning of every week on Monday morning, I sit down with a fresh post-it and I map out what my workouts are going to look like for the week. And then I put the post-it on top of the journal that then stays on top of my desk. And this helps in a number of different ways. First, I like organizing my week. It helps me feel good and it helps me feel ready to go. Planning out my workouts that week in advance gives me the opportunity to think about what I want to do and how long it's going to take me to do the things that I want to do for my workouts. And then actually writing it down reminds me of the decisions that I made relative to those lists. It sounds like your placement of your post-it on your workout journal and leaving your workout journal out on your desk also serves as a really good visual reminder for you. You see it all day long. Exactly. And for me, I'm someone that really looks forward to the workouts. I've kind of figured out the kind of workouts that I like to do and the things I don't like to do. And I look forward to those workouts. So having that post-it on my journal really helps to keep me focused on my other tasks that I need to do so I can get to one of the things that I really actually want to do. And then when I do my workout, I check it off my post-it and I write it in my journal. And then I have a comprehensive list of the workouts that I've been doing. So if I want to adjust something or go back to something, I have it all right there. Then I can refer to it. It's funny that you bring up post-its because I use post-its too to make lists, but in a bit of a different way. I use them to make short to-do lists that I can later transfer into my physical planner where I prioritize them and delegate those tasks to specific days. So you bring up an interesting point there, Amy. You 
are a physical planner person. Is that correct? Yes. I love a physical planner. Actually writing things down really helps me to be intentional about the tasks that I'm committing to, and it really motivates me to get them done. Amy, you mentioned motivation, and I think that is a really good concept to talk about generally with lists because the whole point of lists is to get things done. And in terms of motivation, one of the lists that I keep that helps my motivation is my long-term home project list. This is a list of varying different tasks, some kind of wild ideas out there on my wish list that might never get done, and other more practical things that I think of that maybe I don't have time for right at that moment, but at some point I do want to accomplish. So then my husband and I will sit down and we will go over our home project list and revisit where we are with it, if there's anything that we need to add to it, and if there's anything that we can actually do. Certainly since being home all this time, my list has gotten much longer than it usually is because I'm just in my house all the time looking at different things that I want to tweak here and there. But I've also been tackling some of the projects because I have been home and have had a little bit more opportunity to do some of those projects. And keeping this list has actually helped us to do some of these things because when we get some time on a weekend and we get the motivation to do a project, we can consult our running list and make a thoughtful decision about what we want to do. And there are things that might get lost if we never wrote them down and didn't have a way to track them. So Amy, are there any types of running lists that you keep in your life? One running list that I love to update is my to-be-read list. I really love to read fiction, nonfiction, really anything. And I found keeping a list of books that I want to read is a great reference when I have the time to read a bit more. It's also helpful if I'm looking for a book on a particular subject that I really want to deep dive into. Amy, that's really good to know that you have this running list of books because I am always looking for a good read. So I'm going to have to hit you up for your recommendations. And actually, maybe what we should do is share some of your picks on our Instagram at Lawyers Who Launch with our listeners. I would love to share what I'm currently reading, and we want to know what you're currently reading too. Definitely. Now, Amy, I think it's clear that this podcast is turning into a bit of an extended list on our favorite lists, which is just lists on lists on lists, (laughs) which is now becoming challenging to say. But what other kinds of lists do you use in your life? Well, I have a monthly list. This is a list at the start of each month for things that I need to accomplish or would like to accomplish in that particular month. For example, making doctor's appointments, gifts I may need to buy, re-registration for kids' activities, and so on. These are all things I need to get done that month, but they really don't need to be assigned to a particular day, but I need to get them down on paper and out of my head. 
So I have a question on this list because I don't keep this kind of a list, but I am a bit intrigued by it. And my question to you is, how do you make sure that you're doing the tasks throughout the month and you don't lose the list until the beginning of the next month when you make your new list? I actually keep this list bound in my physical planner. Ah, the physical planner again. And it's before the calendar for that month. So it's easy to reference. And I can also coordinate it with any associated events or deadlines to make sure that it is done on time and it does get done by the end of the month. And true confession, sometimes I don't check everything off at the end of the month. And then I just move it to the next month. Eventually, it will get done. Okay, I think I'm understanding now. It sounds like you have a good system for making sure you don't lose that list in the shuffle of your life and that you really make that kind of a list work for you. Haley, do you have another list or a different type of list that you find to be really helpful in your life? Yes. So this is where I want to share my reference list. I have to say I have a bit of excitement when talking about these lists for a variety of reasons. So what is a reference list? So this is a list that you make and then you keep for future reference. It helps you avoid reinventing the wheel when you're doing the same or similar tasks over and over again. And you've already done the work making a comprehensive list, and now you might need to tweak it, but the majority of the work is already there. So would you like some examples? Of course I would. So one really fun example, and just the thought of even talking about this gets me excited, is reference lists for vacation. Now, I have multiple reference lists for multiple different types of vacations. So good examples of that are going to a place like Disney World, where there's a lot of specific items that you need for that type of a trip compared to a different type of a trip. Another example is when we go away skiing for the weekend or we go to the beach. And then within that, I have two different reference lists where it's a beach day trip, or if we're renting a house for a week, those are two different types of beach lists. So how I use them, and I'll use skiing as the example, because that's the one I use the most recently, because that's the only place I've been. On my skiing list are all sorts of things that have to come on every ski trip and are always on the list. So for example, skis, ski boots, goggles, long underwear, ski pants, jackets, all sorts of things like that that are equipment type of things that you need for every trip. But with my busy life, when I'm getting everything together, if I'm not looking at a list, I can easily forget one thing or the other. I love that this sets up your vacation for success and less stress before you even leave. Exactly. And before I pack, I will reference my reference list and I might make additions or tweaks based on different factors for what we're doing specifically for the trip we're going on. But I already have the base set up 
And it just makes the whole process so much more enjoyable because I've done a lot of that planning work ahead of time. I do something similar to try to make what could be a very stressful situation less stressful. And that's my big family party planning list. Ooh. We have a big family. We have lots of friends. And we love hosting a big family party. But to host a big family party, there's a lot that goes into it. And I found that having a planning list to reference makes the process so much easier and so much more enjoyable. So on my party planning list, I have our food options. Who's our go-to for catering? What appetizers are we going to serve? Do we need to rent tables and chairs? And I'm going to be honest, usually we need to rent tables and chairs because we're talking like 75 people at my house. Um, What are we going to buy from Sam's Club? And of course, my husband's grandmother's sangria recipe. Having all of these things listed out helps me to stay organized and make sure everything gets done and that we have everything we need so the day of a party, I can be less stressed. And the sangria helps with that too. So this is your secret. As an invitee and guest at these parties, I can attest to the the size of them, the obvious planning that goes into them, and also the fun that we all have and your apparent calm demeanor. So it sounds like your planning list really helps set you up for actually being able to enjoy these events. Like you said earlier, I'm not reinventing the wheel every time. For every party, we need food, we need drinks, and we need decorations. And I have a list that tells me how much of those we need, where to find them, and even when to buy them. Another list that I found really useful throughout the whole year, surprisingly, is my Christmas card list. I update this list throughout the year So I know the most updated addresses for my contacts that are on this list. I can easily reference it if I need to send a card or a package. And then I know come November, December, I'm ready to go and can just print labels and get my Christmas cards out before Christmas. So it seems like a running theme with our reference lists is figuring out ways that we can streamline our lives get the things done that need to be done, and also reduce our stress surrounding big events such as family vacations and parties. Another list strategy that really works for me to help me clear my mind and really reduce stress is what I call my download list. What's that? It's just an empty yellow legal pad where I can quickly make a list of everything on my mind that I need to get done, whether it's personal, professional, something I need to buy, an errand I need to run, a phone call I've been putting off for a week and a half, or even a nagging thank you card that I I need to write and get done. I can easily prioritize the tasks and delegate them to certain days or even move them out a month or two. This is not something I need to do every day, but I find it's extremely helpful when I start to feel overwhelmed. I actually have a similar strategy, but I do it in a different way. And this is really more specific to my work. So 
For myself, every day, I take 10 minutes before I begin working to make a list of things that need to be accomplished that day. And I keep it in a specific journal that I use exclusively for that purpose. So I can see if I checked everything off of my list for the day before. And if not, I can move it to today's list. And then I can center myself for my day ahead. I also use lists very differently at work. While I love my physical planner, at work, I prefer to use a simple task list in an Excel spreadsheet so that I can visualize what I'm currently working on and what the status of that file is. Haley, do you use something similar at work, some sort of digital platform? Yes. So as I've said before, I do medical malpractice defense, which means that our cases hang around for a long time. We have cases open for years. And that presents itself its own set of challenge to keep on top of things that need to get done, but also remember what we did previously, maybe one, two, three, even four years before. So what we have is a system called Clio. And it's a really comprehensive system. I won't get into all of the details, but we use it for billing and document management, the calendar, all sorts of different functions. But my favorite feature is the task list. So you can assign a task in a particular case, and you can assign it to yourself, or you can assign it to another staff member. And then how we use it within the firm is, for example, if we're retaining an expert in a case, we will start a task for, let's say, expert Dr. Smith. And then all of the notes relative to the retention of Dr. Smith stay within that task list. But the beauty of, the, of that task list is then it can move around to different people in the office depending on who is supposed to be doing the next activity relative to that task. It's a more comprehensive list than lists we've been talking about before, but it's a way to keep on top of what needs to get done on a daily basis and also remembering the big picture. It sounds like it serves those dual purposes very well. To a certain extent, it's your reference list of what you've already done, as well as being a short-term to-do list of what needs to be done maybe this week or over the next few weeks. And it probably also has some long-term tasks on it as well that may be a few months off. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. That is for more general use within the office. As much as you like your paper planner, I like experimenting with some of the newer technology out there. So a couple of the things that I've tried that I just want to share that I've used for my own personal use, both personal and professionally, are a couple of apps and products. So on my iPad, what I'm currently using is Notability, which is an app that basically is an unlimited legal pad that you can organize all sorts of different notes. I can actually physically write them using my Apple Pencil. And I like that combination of the physical writing with the organizational capacity 
of the iPad and the way that that gets indexed. Another product that I've also tried in the past is Rocketbook. It's a blank notebook and they give you a special pen that you write in it and then you take a picture and the picture gets uploaded into the app kind of in a similar way that Notability saves it, but you're actually physically writing on this notebook and then you erase the notebook and you can use it again. You can just keep using it over and over and over again and it's a pretty cool product out there. Another product that I've seen that I haven't had an opportunity to get my hands on yet is Remarkable, which is kind of a combination of an iPad or a Rocketbook where it's its own standalone tablet that's used in the same way. And I think there are a lot of really cool features on it, although I have to admit I've I've never used it. I've just kind of searched it and watched videos on YouTube about it. That's pretty cool. There are so many different options for digital planning, and I think they can appeal to a lot of the different ways that people can find lists best work for them. I agree. And I think it's really important to know who you are in the way that you organize your mind and your life, and then just try out different systems and see what works for you. Because what works for me might not work for Amy. What works for Amy might not work for me. But I can definitely learn from her. Like, for example, I might be starting that book list pretty soon. That was a really neat idea. We can certainly agree that whether you use paper or digital or some combination of the two, we are strong believers that writing it down can help you be more intentional and mindful about how you're spending your day. So we would really like to encourage all of our listeners just to take 10 minutes every day for the next week to write down what you're going to do that day. It can be professional, it can be personal, it can be a combination, whatever you want. And that will allow you to be a little bit more intentional with how you choose to organize your day. And if you would follow us on Instagram at Lawyers Who Launch, please let us know how it went and if you have any tips for us. Okay, Haley, it's time to say it out loud. I'll go first. So I'm going to say out loud that it's okay that I put something on my to-do list just so I can cross it off. Oh, I love this. Please explain. <laughs> I know what you mean, but just keep saying it out loud. I find it helps to motivate me. And if it helps me feel less stressed, it's totally fine. So I'm going to continue to put things on my to-do list just to cross them off. That's fabulous. And I do want to steal your say it out loud, but I won't. <laughs> Although I will still continue to put things on my list so I can cross them off. But my say it out loud is kind of the yin to your yang of say it out loud today, which is, it is okay if I put something on my daily list and as the day progresses, I find I don't get to it. I sometimes have the tendency when I'm making my morning list to hold back on what I want to get accomplished for that day because I don't want to feel like a failure at the end of the day if I don't get to everything on my list. And my goal is to get rid of this feeling. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't help me. 
And it's also not a failure if something is left for the next day. As long as I am continuing to do the work in the way that I know how to do it, if I need to push something to the next day, that's okay. And I don't need to be so worried about it. I love it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram. And we would love to hear what you are saying out loud this week. Have a great day.